0: Money FM 89.3. Best of Breakfast. Morning Shot.
1: Good morning and thanks for staying with me here on MoneyFM 89.3. I'm Lindley. Singaporeans must ensure a broader and more open meritocracy. That's the key message President Halima Yacob delivered in her address to sitting members as the Singapore Parliament reconvened last evening after a midterm break. To that end... She highlighted key priorities and values that will shape the agenda of the government's remaining term. These include combating stratification, improving social safety nets, as well as refreshing our social compact to better understand how we relate to and support one another in our next phase of nationhood. For more analysis on that, we're joined by a former nominated member of parliament, Eugene Tan, who is also associate professor of law at Singapore Management University. Good morning.
0: Morning, Lily. Morning.
1: Okay, last night's session was in many ways significant, right? That was in fact Madam Halima's last opening address to Parliament for a current term as President, as the next presidential election is due by September this year. Before we dive into the speech itself, personally, what stood out for you in Madam Halima's time as President so far?
0: Well, I think it's been bit an eventful. Six years. Uh, I think she has been a president in a very high-profile, uh, but discreet way. Uh, I think many Singaporeans would, of course, remember her as a president. You know, over the darkest days of the pandemic, uh, and so when you think about the five budgets, for example, in twenty twenty, uh, you know, her approval for those budgets. Uh, I think that would be significant. And of course, you know, she's also identified with many causes, right? Whether they relate to multiracialism. Youth, uh, the disadvantage. Uh, I think she has been very prominent, um, you know, in in drawing attention uh, to some of these very important but perhaps underlooked causes in Singapore. And I think internationally, you know, she too has been making, um, you know, much effort as Singapore's uh, top di- diplomat, um, you know, going on state visits and engaging with her foreign counterparts.
1: Eugene, zooming into the speech itself, what do you make of the overall direction? How much have we progressed over the last decade? You've, after all, pushed for greater equality since the time you were NMP.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Linley, I, I think with the pandemic now receding, uh, you know, to the background, I think it is quite clear, you know, the government's focus has uh, shifted in a very decided manner, uh, you know, towards the many issues that. Engaged Singaporeans during the last general election in July 2020, right? So whether we're talking about jobs, whether we're talking, talking about immigration, uh, but also you know about things like how uh, society ought to evolve—you know, a fairer, more just society. So I, I would say that you know when we look at the overall direction uh, as conveyed uh, in yesterday's address, I think it's really the focus is now on strengthening the social compact. Learning from, you know, the lessons of the pandemic where many gaps and vulnerabilities were shown. But I think we are proceeding, uh, you know, in in a very good position of strength. And and so I think there's a lot uh, to look forward to. Um, And of course, expectations uh, are also raised.
1: Indeed, that focus on social cohesion ties in very closely with what was set at the Singapore budget just months ago. Madam must Ma stressed that the government has to strengthen bonds and work closely with Singaporeans moving ahead. What do you think of the balancing act that the government has on its plate, especially against a challenging geopolitical backdrop as the president mapped out?
0: I think we're looking at a very demanding and unforgiving external environment. Right? So in that sense, you know, the government has got its work cut out. So you think about Singapore being reliant on trade and foreign investment tourism you know these would be very badly affected you know if countries begin to turn inwards um, you know you, you start to have uh, border restrictions so I think here you know even as we seek to remake society right in, in, a, in a fairer and, and, and more compassionate way um, you know we cannot ignore the geopolitical background and and I think that in many ways set the context for uh, the president's address yesterday. You know, so even as we seek to you know make significant changes in our society, uh, you know, we are not an island unto ourselves. You know, we need to be constantly plugged into the international grid, uh, and so we have to be careful and adapt. You know, to the changing circumstances. And you know, I think, as the president said, you know, we take the world as it is. You know, but he also assured us, you know, that we're not at the whim and fancy of the international environment and, and the key players in the international environment.
1: Okay, Eugene, a good part of that speech was also dedicated to skills as well as education, despite significant push in those areas over the years. As an educator yourself, what exactly do we need to do differently at this point? And how much of that actually falls on the people themselves?
0: I think a lot falls on the people, right? So so in terms of what we expect from education, uh, you know, uh, the the right expectations. So I would say that, you know, education must remain that that social leveller, you know, Mm -hmm. it it must be a way in which people are able to uh, have a a meaningful uh, working life, you know, being able to move from career to career uh, over the course of their working life. But I think what we need to do is to really avoid, you know, what the president described as an arms race, Uh, you know, so we need to have realistic expectations for education and not to see it as a competition, you know, it's really about competing against oneself, But I think beyond that, we also need a wider definition of merit, which is primarily academic at this point in time Although changes are are, are being made. And also the definition of success, you know, it's it's not just about white-collar jobs, you know, it's also about, you know, the whole idea of society, you know, respecting people for the honest days living that they put in, right? So regardless whether it's a a knowledge worker, whether it's someone who uses his or her hands, you know, or whether someone who does you know, what has been described as hard hard to work, you know, the the caring sort of jobs like nursing and all. Mm. I think, you know, we need to avoid this stratification in our minds, you know, with regard to how we look at jobs. Um, And and I think, you know, once we're able to get around that, um, you know, I think, you know, education will be able to play its real part, um, you know, and and that people will begin, you know, to find more purpose and and, and meaning.
1: You're listening to conversation with former nominated Member of Parliament, Eugene Tan, who is also Associate Professor of Law at Singapore Management University. Eugene, Singapore has traditionally pushed for self-reliance. But at the same time, we see the government dishing out quite a reasonable number of initiatives to help. So in that vein, would you see the address as an extension of that? And will we need measures to prevent an over-reliance perhaps in time to come? We
0: definitely need to avoid, you know, a crutch mentality, you know, even as the president spoke of, you know, strengthening social safety nets, you know, at every stage of our lives. Um, So I think how we avoid this crutch mentality, um, you know, that how do we avoid people over-relying, you know, such that they no longer become uh, self-reliant. So I think families still play the important part. and, And so, you know, the government will have the very delicate Act of trying to get the calibration right, you know, to ensure that even as we like, support uh, in, in in many more ways uh, and, and, and and in more substantive manner, people don't become uh, over reliant, you know, because there is no end, um, you know, to over reliance. And I think in, in that regard, you know, jobs, you know, is really the best social safety net, um, you know, for most of us. You know, I think once we have gained full employment, a meaningful livelihood, um, you know, I, I, I think. We will instead be able to strengthen, uh, you know, the self-reliance, and that if people do fall in hard times, you know, there is always that safety net, you know, to cushion, uh, you know, those uh, challenging times.
1: Moving on to a political transition, that's something on everyone's minds right now, and inevitably creeping closer as we speak. The 4G leadership has its work cut out for them. Would you say this covered all or most of the issues that would resonate with the electorate, or are there areas you felt were missed out?
0: Lindley, i I think the cost of living uh, you know was something that that was conspicuously absent, you know, mm. but again, you know that could have been dealt with in the budget last month, but I think it's something that will still be on people's minds. Uh, you know the president, I think the address was a fairly comprehensive coverage. You know mm. I think they dealt with uh you know post material concerns, you know people's views and concerns about how society is developing, what does it mean to be Singapore, what is it that the Singapore identity is all about? But I would say that, you know, what remains to be seen is how the address is put into action, um, how the policies will actually work out and whether people, you know, will rally behind, you know, the significant changes that society needs to undertake.
1: In the weeks to come, there will be more issues being brought up. We'll be seeing MPs debate about them. What are some of the areas you feel will be getting good attention?
0: I think how we reimagine meritocracy, uh, you know, will be one that will get a lot of attention. Um, you know, it's been a fundamental policy, you know, in, in our society. Uh, but we need to smoothen the rough ages. We need to reduce, you know, some of the harsh workings of a meritocracy. You know, avoiding that winner takes all mentality. But I think, you know, the bigger question, really, you know, regardless of what issues are brought up and, and the issues that generate a lot of public attention, is how are we going to make these changes? Right. So we know that we need a fairer and more just society. We know that, you know, we need to make meritocracy work. Uh, But the big question is how? And I think that's where, you know, most of the tension will be. And we all have our own views about how things ought to move. Um, You know, but the challenge, of course, is, you know, how do we develop, um, you know, societal consensus? So even as MPs debate and put forth their various views, I hope there will be the focus on how are we going to build that consensus on the way forward?
1: Looking forward to some robust discourse there. But I just want to quickly touch on this before we let you go. Not too long ago, Mr Leong Wai was appointed as the Progress Singapore Party's Secretary-General. In a commentary following that, you said that could signal the PSP's endorsement of his approach to debate in parliament and that he might be encouraged to continue with his dogged but confrontational style. To what extent do Singaporeans have an appetite for that kind of style and how must that be balanced to ensure parliamentary debates are constructive?
0: I would say that there is now more appetite you know, for a less placid atmosphere in Parliament, you know. So I think the younger Singaporeans in particular, you know, would like to see, you know, the government being challenged, being questioned, being held accountable. And I think, you know, all that is good. Um, I think that the greater challenge is, you know, how MPs go about doing their duties. I mean, you know, do they engage in grandstanding? You know, uh, do they put forth false information? Do they throw out false rhetoric and, and, and also... Uh, Empty promises, Um, you know, so I I think it's really, you know, even as we we have to accommodate, um, you know, the diversity of views, you know, and very often expressed in a more robust manner. But I think, you know, we need to balance that, you know, as you rightly pointed out, you know, with the need for debates to be constructive, um, you know, because we need to have situations where parliament debates resulting in more light uh, than heat. Uh, I think if we have more heat than light being generated, uh, then I think it becomes much harder to build a consensus for us to deal with, you know, many of the big issues, you know, that that lie ahead of us.
1: All right. Thank you very much for sharing your perspectives with us this morning, Eugene. We've been speaking with former nominated member of parliament, Eugene Tan, who's also associate professor of law at Singapore Management University.